Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on the Ask Women podcast, myself, Marnie, and Kristen talk to Jeremy, who we are helping out. He's a brother that we are helping out, and we're going to help him figure out what is going wrong in his dating. He gets women attracted. He can approach. He can talk to women. No problem. But his difficulty is in keeping women and getting from the dating phase to the relationship phase. So we're going to dive into what is going on and figure it out and then you'll get to listen as well. So keep listening. Hey guys, it's me and Marnie hanging out with Jeremy, who is our newest victim and or help a brother out. Is it okay to call him a victim? (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see how the show goes, right? You could be a victim or you could be the winner of the lottery based on what we tell you? I don't even know. What's a better way to say that? A victim lottery winner. A victim lottery winner, like, exactly. You, you will lottery, be tortured. Murders you for your money. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We shall see. So Jeremy <laughs> is a little bit sick. He said he's getting over strep throat, but he's still mustered up all his energy to come onto our show. So Jeremy, thank you so much for being on our show. Why don't you give people a little bit of a background about who you are, why you're on the show, and then tell us what's going on with you. I'm 40, I'll be 42 here in a few days. And uh, happy birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, I've, uh, I've been married a few times. I've, I've, uh, I've uh, struggled through, you know, quite a bit of this whole dating thing, especially for the past like five or six years or so since I got divorced and started dating again. And, uh, Okay. I was going to say, you've been married three times. You seem to be pretty successful at something. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem too much with um, engaging with women, but my my has okay. always been kind of like trying to keep keep relationships together once they get started, I guess. That's kind of, it's not too hard right. to attract women. It's just hard to keep them. So are you thinking that you're losing them more so by your actions or it's just a mutual thing where it just doesn't work and it's not the right match? Sometimes it's my actions just because I'm kind of being silly. But a lot of times I think that I've I've had a uh, history of picking the wrong types of women for myself. 
maybe looking for something different than what I should be. So I've been working on that quite a bit. Okay. Well, that's a really great thing to acknowledge about yourself. In the past, what have you picked that wasn't right for you? Really, really strong, independent women. <laughs> Let's go for the meek and weak. Okay. So you need a clinger. Yeah, you need a yeah, clinger. I think clinger. I need a clinger. Right. You're right. No, I picked women who are very typically military law enforcement or like, you know, business owners and stuff like that. People oh, who sure. are really got their shit together, but also don't necessarily need to have a man in their lives and aren't afraid to tell you that. But why would that be wrong for you? Do you need someone to depend on you? I I do like somebody who is going to be engaged in the relationship, somebody who might actually respond to a text message within maybe half a day or a day. Um, My last girlfriend, sometimes it would be, yeah. That's like nothing to ask. My last girlfriend. Yeah. We were together for about a year, but toward the end, we were long distance. And sometimes I did a text message and I might not get a response for a day and a half or two days. And she thought that was perfectly fine, which maybe in her world it was, but not in mine. Well, it was fine for somebody who was going to be ending a relationship. Yeah, but then, but then after right, I broke exactly. up with her, then she started to reach out to me again. So, you know, it is what it is. Of course. Of course. Okay. So what can, what can we help you with on this journey? Because you're, you're figuring stuff out and, and your past experience may not mean that you shouldn't be with somebody who's strong and independent because that's what you're attracted yeah. to, obviously. You want somebody who has their shit together. You want somebody who can stand on their own two feet, who may not need you, but wants you to be around. There's some other trouble that's going on, right? So what, what can we help you with? I guess... Uh... I, I hopefully you can help me with something. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, well. So my personal uh, my my life is pretty complicated. Um, I am a really a technical sales consultant, and I, I sell big wireless communication systems to big mining companies, and uh, so I travel quite a bit. Um, I'm traveling upwards of okay. about two weeks per month. So finding a woman okay. who is okay with that level of travel and is secure, knowing that I'm not off and mess around when I'm on the road, all that kind of stuff. And uh, preferably somebody who, like, like you said, has their shit together. Um, is it, is mm-hmm. it going to look, look to me to be together. their like, sugar daddy or something like that, you know? Right. You want somebody who also has her own yeah, thing going on. of course. Um, okay. But yeah, I guess really what I what I'd be looking for is once you know once I meet a woman and we're you know go out on a few dates like how do, how do I go from from there to permanent girlfriends you know long term relationships. So what do you mean? How do I go from there? Um, so so once I'm dating somebody and I'm looking to go from just casual dating to say boyfriend, girlfriend, something more, more serious, you know, I guess kind of like what, what would be the steps or what should I do? How should I engage that? To Well, the interesting thing that the whole time while you've been speaking is all I keep screaming in my head is communicate, yeah. communicate, communicate, communicate. And I'm, I'm guessing in some way that may be missing. 
right? I'm, t- I'm, I'm guessing that you do communicate. Yes, I do travel two weeks out of a, every single month, but I'm guessing that there is little communication on what that means, what that looks like, how your correspondence is going to be and having a, a, a two-way conversation. And taking a step back for a second, when you were saying, how do you get from dating somebody and then thinking, oh, you know, I want to be exclusive with her. I, I, again, the response would be communicate. It's about dating for a little bit, seeing how you guys connect. Do you like each other? You're starting to notice you don't really look at other women. You're only focusing on this woman. You're seeing each other maybe once or twice a week. You're talking every single day. And then you can say, you can look at this woman and say to her, you know what? And basically tell her everything I just said about not really focusing on other women, only wanting to focus on her. Um, And that you'd like to, to, be exclusive with her and and see how it goes. Uh, it's really just a simple and honest communication about where you're at, what you'd like, and seeing if she wants that as well. Once you're at that point, it's not about like finessing it a certain way to make sure that she's still attracted to you. It's about yeah. being clear and honest about what your intentions are. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess uh, I've gotten close to that the last uh, couple of serious well, I, I, just, I have a quick question because you're asking how do you transition from seeing someone to dating them, but you've transitioned from dating someone to marrying someone three times. <laughs> so I feel yeah, like I you know. should be giving the lessons. Not uh, right, you have no, this I, down pat. Yeah. No, that's, that was great. I, I think that part of my issue is I, I studied way too much, um, way too many dating books and psychology books and stuff to where I've actually got so much crap going on in my head that I do a lot of the attraction stuff pretty naturally at this point. It's kind of like part of me, but before when I was able to get girlfriends and, you know, get into a marriage, I wasn't doing any of that shit. So I think maybe I've like, maybe even just kind of like messed myself up a little bit when it comes to, to the real Real stuff. Yeah, you can get to a point where you're psyching yourself out because you're too aware and you're too in your head once you start having knowledge. It's like when I, this is a funny or weird example, but the first time I had a job, I was 16 and it was as a hostess at a restaurant. And I remember after that, I could never, ever, ever go to a restaurant and fully enjoy myself because I saw how it worked. I saw how mean the servers were. I saw how gross the kitchen was. I saw what the food looked like. And so I was so aware. So I had to disengage. I remember quitting and like not going to a restaurant for a long time to restart the kind of enjoyment of going to a restaurant. So I don't know what Marnie thinks about that, but I think you need to disengage a little bit from trying so hard. Does that make sense? I I think so. I think you're right. And, uh, I don't think I don't think that I'm trying so much anymore that I'm super hypersensitive and aware of signals that are being thrown down and maybe too aware sometimes where I actually kind of mess myself up. Well, what are these signals doing for you? Because right now you're saying you have no problems with attraction. So you're reading signals and saying, yeah, she's attracted to me. So where's where's the issue for you or where is it messing you up? Well, let's for example, um, there was this one girl that I was dating and I thought we were going to get serious, but she kept saying stuff like, you know what? I think you're a player. I think maybe you're just like a serial dater who likes to date a lot of girls. Like maybe I was a little bit too polished. And, um, eventually like when I was ready to, to like, I guess not pop the question, but basically say, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's be exclusive. 
and she was kind of like, you know, I kind of like need my own space and I need, I need to work on me and all this other stuff. And well, let me ask Christian a question. So when girls say things like that to men, what are they looking for? Uh, to be left alone or to not be dating? No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Not the, not the second part. When they're oh. saying things like you're just a player or you must have a lot of girls that you're dating. What, what is she trying to say out loud? I would guess she's trying to get confirmation that you actually like her and that you're not doing the same thing to her that you've done to maybe some other girls that she's assuming had the same thing happen to them. Yeah. So I would, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what think, are you, so what are you, sorry, go on. So I was just going to say, I think you need to make it clear that you're not just into random girls for hookups, et cetera. Are you doing that? Like, are you hooking up with a lot of girls? Why would she get that from you? Because he's pretty smooth. Apparently. Oh, I guess because... Because you got a big dog? I mean, I have, I, <clears throat> I have been dating a lot of women, that's for sure. But that's really, the, the, the whole purpose of that is to eventually but, find somebody that I want But how does I she wanna... know that? Are you posting pictures online with women? Are you liking women's photos on Instagram a lot? Like, oh, no, no. Are you seen no. out and about with women? Like, what's the clues she's getting? No, no. I guess it's it's not nothing that I'm posting online because I, I, I don't post pictures of women online. Um, I don't share my dating life except for, like, with my, my close, like, close buds. Well, I work well, out just so you know, stuff, the but... very skilled stalker, i.e. me, on Instagram can see things like if say you have an account and she's following you, she can see in her own feed, the pictures that you're liking. And so she might see that you're liking a chick with really big boobs pictures. And then some chick that doesn't follow you, but you like all of her pictures. So she can actually go and see all this stuff. So it doesn't mean you're actually posting anything. It means she could see activity. That's true. true. I think, I think the only one that's really gotten me in trouble is I have a lot of, uh, a lot of women who follow me on Facebook and Instagram that like a lot of my, my stuff, my posts. Okay. Okay. Um, and I have had that question brought up before, like who are all these girls that are liking your, your posts and commenting? Are on you them? like a muscly okay. guy or super attractive or? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm fairly Say attractive. It. You think you're hot. Um, I think I'm pretty good for 42. You know, okay. I, I picked up bodybuilding about four years ago. I'm very fit. Six two. Well, I guess. I guess more than that. What's the real answer? The real answer of whether I'm a whether I'm a hot old guy. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. no. Okay, uh-huh. well, that one. That one we know already. So, but the re, the real answer about why are all these women following you? I, I know a lot of them are attracted to me because they ask me out all the time, but I'm not necessarily interested in most of them. Okay. My my point my point to you is that when these women bring these things up. Yeah. It's a, it's a space for you to communicate about who you are and what's going on in your life and to uh, show some sincerity. Okay. And so I don't know what your typical answer is when women bring up, are you a player? And you, or you probably go, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's kind of like what you just did with us about being hot. And then you got to the real truth afterwards of, yeah, I am a freaking hot 42-year-old who's who, you know, women find me attractive and they like what I post on Instagram and that feels good to me and I like that. Yeah. So if there was a little bit more communication to that yeah. woman, not maybe in such a cocky way, um, to help reassure her about who you are and what you think of her. And that, no, you're not guaranteeing that you only have eyes for her right now, but 
you're really enjoying her and that you're, I don't know what your goals are right now, but I'm assuming your goals are to get into a real relationship um, with somebody whose company you really value, who you're attracted to. And you want to communicate those things to her, something that shows you're serious because for her right now, she's just piecing the puzzle together on her own. You may not be giving enough information for her. You may be giving a little bit too much information that's leading her down another path. Um, and I'm not saying it's up, it's up to you to educate her on who you are uh, and help put her at ease, but a little bit more information from you might be helpful. Because if I was going out with a guy who, you know, went away every other week, so he wasn't as available, um, who had lots of girls following him on social media and liking all of his stuff, uh, who maybe doesn't respond to me very quickly, maybe wants to date me every other week, I would assume he's dating a lot of women. And so when I put that statement out there of like, oh, you're with a ton of girls, I'd be wanting some sort of confirmation and assistance to help me understand who I'm looking at and what his intention would be. So providing that to women would be helpful for you if your long-term goal is that you want to be getting more serious with the women that you're dating. Well, that is definitely my long-term goal. My long-term goal is not to be dating forever because dating, I won't say it sucks, but the more you do it, the the older it gets. I, I say it sucks. So it sucks. (laughs) It's hard. I agree. I think it sucks. Yeah, it's a stressful place to be. It can be exciting and fun, but also stressful at the same time. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's it's great. It's great being able to date lots of women. But at the end of the day, you know, I'd like to have somebody that when I come home from a trip, somebody who's actually excited to see me, who I can come home to, all that good stuff. So definitely not. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about that as well, because your job is kind of tricky for a relationship, right? And so. I've, I've told this story before on the podcast, but a very long time ago. But when I first started dating my husband, uh, he works in production, a world that I was familiar with because I had worked in production a very, very long time ago, but at the time was not working in production. So I kind of forgot what the lifestyle is like. And he was working for this company that was based in Chicago. And he would have to go on shoots and go back to Chicago and go into the editing bay. And we would never have discussions before he went away about what that looked like, what I could expect. And this is when we were already in a relationship. And I know that you said you have situations where you're in relationships with people and then it starts to fade and they don't want to respond to you as quickly, blah, 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 blah. And I'm I'm thinking that doing what we ended up doing could be helpful for you uh, in your future relationships. And, and anybody else who who doesn't have a long distance job or a job that takes them away, This type of communication that I'm about to talk about is super helpful for anybody. It's just about expectations. So I used to get really pissed off because my husband would go away to go edit and then he would disappear and he wouldn't tell me what he was doing really. He'd say, I have to go edit, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, And then I wouldn't hear from him until like the next morning. And of course I'm thinking, okay, he's a douchebag who's cheating on me. All these things that that my my brain would start thinking about this guy. He doesn't like me, doesn't love me, whatever it is. Um, All of these things would happen and it would put space between us. And then we would fight when we get home, when he got home, uh, because I didn't really know who he was and I didn't trust that he liked me and valued me. And that's all, you know, inner psychological shit that goes on with me, but it's something that was manifesting in our relationship. And so in the very 
very beginning of our relationship, we actually did go see a couples counselor because I had gotten into my coaching. So I was very into figuring out these these issues quickly. Um, and this this counselor helped us to sit down and have a conversation and discuss expectations before trips would happen or before anything would happen where we would sit down together and he would say, okay, I want to let you know how I think the next 10 days are going to go. This is what I have to do. This is what it's like for me. He would tell me about how he feels about these things, that he hated being locked up in a room and shut off from the, from the entire world. He feels disconnected completely and it actually depresses him. And, and, and just hearing all of that stuff from coming from his mouth instead of making me have to, or having me piece it together on my own was very helpful. And then at the very end, he would say, what are your expectations of me while I'm away? And then he would tell me the, you know, the vice versa of that, of what his expectations were of uh, me and me of him. And then we would be able to, to separate freely with full information and confidence and security, and then come back together afterwards. And it was super helpful. And, you know, after the third or fourth time of him going away doing this, we didn't really need to have that conversation anymore because I knew what to expect. He knew what to expect. Obviously, other things popped up, but that that situation was solved for both of us. I didn't have an insecurity about him going away and he didn't feel pestered when he was going away either and feeling like he has to take care of me while he was away. And it was extremely helpful for both of us. And I, from what I'm hearing, um, it sounds like that type of communication would be helpful for you as well. It's a lot of extra work on the front end, but it's a lot less yeah, grief on the back and, end. And uh, I have had a little bit of luck on traveling, just trying to talk at least a couple times a day or FaceTime or something like that so that you're not completely disconnected. But I, I Kind of like your husband, some, sometimes I'm in some areas and some some spaces where I don't have communication, where I won't be able to communicate for maybe like 24, 48 hours. And that's definitely been an issue in the past. <laughs> so I can see how. For sure. Well, yeah. Well, Kristen, do you want to chime in here and maybe say like... How how would something like that be an issue for you? I feel like it wouldn't be an issue. It would be amazing. I'd be like, ah, freedom, but yet also someone who loves me. It would be an issue, of course, to an extent. I think I would be pretty understanding because I had been in a relationship before where I thought it'd be nice if like we both kind of had space for a little bit and then could get back together, you know, for two weeks, three weeks, and then have space again because it think keeps things fresh. Um, but I would, oh my God, yeah. totally. well, when you know what's going right. on, it's amazing. It was the best thing ever when my husband used to go away for two weeks at a time and I had no kids and I would go hang out with all my girlfriends. I had complete security well, no, in my I relationship. Mean, I mean cheating on him and going out with other guys, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that would be the same issue for me, which would be the unknown. Like you have to let me know. I can't just feel like an afterthought and that would be the issue. It's like, no, I'm happy. See, that wrong, was a really but... important <laughs> That's a really important statement that you just made because that that's something that I felt as well. I'm an afterthought. Right. And that's, that's a terrible feeling. But why, why is that so terrible? Because you don't want to, you're a special person in someone's life and you want it, you want to be treated as if you are. And if you're not, then it creates insecurity, bitterness, resentment, and then all sorts of other things can arise from those feelings bad things. Like what? Um, like, do you shut off? Do you punish? What are things that you've done? I would say shut off, 
definitely punish in like a subtle way of like, well, you're not going to give me all of you, then you're not going to get all of me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe acting out. And, you know, I don't know if that would look like me just maybe trying to like dress super hot when I'm so I'm like, look what you're missing kind of thing. Um, but mm-hmm. then eventually what that all leads to is a blow up fight. And that's where you don't want to get to. Right, exactly. So it's not like, oh, you're keeping the chase alive, right? This is something that's a little bit more damaging. Definitely. Because like once you're, the chase is over and you have confirmed to one another that you're together, you're, I don't know if it, you're seriously seeing each other or dating, you want to stop worrying. Is this person really caring about me? Because that's the stress of dating. The worst thing when you're dating is waiting for someone to text you when you are just dying for them to text you. And so once you're together more, you have to, it's getting rid of that unknown and feeling secure together. And so if you're an afterthought, you're not secure and you're questioning. I like this. This is, that was very well worded, actually. I love that. I think that's fantastic. You are, you are wonderful. Um, Anyway, uh, Jeremy, how how, is it, is any of this like resonating for you? Is this, is this helpful? What we're saying? This is not at all what I wanted to discuss. (laughs) This makes perfect sense. And, uh, it's funny that you talked about the the going away and come back because my ex-wife, before we kind of like fell apart, she used to love it when I left and then came back because I would be gone for a week and I'd come back and it was like honeymoon phase all over again. So, um, yeah. But she also grew up in a family where her dad was always traveling for work. So she was really kind of used to the lifestyle. Right. So, and that I find that's not nearly as as normal for most people. Right. And right. I think you want to, if you are traveling a lot and this be, like is an issue, I think a way to keep someone involved in your life, is like you get to the airport and you see someone passed out on a chair, you sneak a picture of them, text it to your, to your love interest. Like, you know, this is going to be me in three days. I'll, I'll be exhausted. You know, you just do little updates and little check-ins with cute little things in your world at that moment. So they can see what your world looks like, where you are, what you're doing. And not because they're trying to keep track of your every move, but just so that they feel more connected. Absolutely. And the other thing that I've tried to do when I'm actually in a serious relationship with a girl is uh, I do a lot of conferences and trade shows. So I try to invite somebody to go with me to come along so that they can kind of see my world Mm. too, which. Oh, amazing. Plus they're, they're really a lot of fun, you know, lots of parties, lots of stuff going on. So. Yeah, I would think so. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Jeremy and we're going to answer some questions from listeners because you have said that you are wonderful at the attraction phase. So I want to hear some of your advice from our listeners. So we'll be back in a minute. Instead of flipping over couch cushions, looking for extra change, why don't you just stop paying so much interest rate on that credit card and or credit cards and refinance that credit card and or credit cards with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. I love Lightstream so much. It's helped me. I know it can help you. It's such an easy way to save hundreds to even thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. They offer credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with AutoPay, lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. Whoa. So there are no fees. It's awesome. You can do it. Stop flipping over those couch cushions. Start going on your computer and getting this awesome deal from us. Because just for our listeners, if you apply now, you can get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen. 
It's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash AskWomen. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash AskWomen for more information. All right, we are back with Help a Brother Out Jeremy. And in the first half of the show, we were dissecting the stages of a relationship and why some relationships seem to fall apart. We talked about how communication is super, super important. And I want to drill that into everybody's head because at every stage of the dating game, dating dance, whatever you want to call it, communication is key. Clear, honest, communication. All right. So here is a question. So basically, I'm a good guy with a lot to offer. I sometimes can get girls, but can also often get friend zoned by girls that I meet at first because I don't know what to say when I approach or anything like that. Just recently got my heart broken uh, broken by my best friend who I had feelings for when I confessed to her. I'm tired of all this. I want to become a man women want and I will. The first thing I need to know is, well, is it possible for a girl to like you after she basically non-directly rejected you? Thanks, Miguel. All right, Jeremy, what do you think? Um, I think, I mean, I think it's possible, but I think that, I think it's really important from, from my experience that you have to go in right away with the idea that you're not going to be the friend. And there's a lot of things that go into that. A um, couple of things that I, I like to focus on is when I meet a girl, I, I do a lot of eye contact. Um, I usually initially, always, always, always um, initiate some sort of uh, physical contact, whether it's touching the arm, touching the leg or something. Just try to make sure that they understand from the get-go that you're not um, there as a friend. And for me, anytime that I'm on a first date, I always go for the kiss at the end of the first date. Always. Well, what happens if you are friend zoned? How do you how do you get out of it, or how would you get out of it? I think stating your intentions would be really important. Just saying, "Hey, look, I know we've been friends for a long time, but I'm I'm really not interested in that type of relationship, and um, here's what I want." And then you kind of got to stick to your guns because as long as you stick around in that kind of a, a friend zone area, if you're willing to. If if she pushes back on you and you're willing to accept that, then that's where you are. You gotta gotta you kinda gotta break off from it for a while if you wanna change that dynamic, I think. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I completely agree. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Actually, I want to hear more about the things that you've learned. Cause you said that you studied a lot of pickup and attraction yeah. resources. So I, I know that Miguel said, Miguel said, I don't know how to approach and I don't know what to say. So in your first interactions with women, do you have a routine or do you have a, a flow or something that you always make sure to do? I, I, I don't know if I have a necessary routine, but I always, I, I'll give you an example. Um, I was actually trying to show some friends of mine kind of how to do this. So we got on, me and some friends got on the elevator and I saw a girl there and I knew, knew that she was at the same conference that I was at because she was wearing some company, company stuff. Mm-hmm. I just commented, I'm like, hey, wow, that's a really, really cool jacket. Like, where'd you get that? And she's, she looks back at the guy that she was with because she was with the guy. And she goes, oh yeah, my, my boss. 
my boss hooked me up because I'm the only female in the company. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, uh, I wish our company do that for us. And then within a few minutes, I just said, hey, you know what? I'll, I said, I, I got to go, but I'm going to be at the show. Do you want to like hang out? And I got her number. And that was that. So it was just kind of like picking up on something that was was there that I could start a conversation about that was really casual and not weird. Okay. And also found out that the guy that she was with wasn't her boyfriend. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, and this um, is all like in 30 seconds for, right? Like an elevator ride. Yeah. So it's really fast. Yeah. Literally the elevator pitch, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how did you know or how did you make sure that there was some sort of attraction there? Like, yes, you're speaking confidently. Yes, you're speaking directly to her. Were you making eye contact? I mean, it's an elevator, so it's kind of tough to do that. So how did, how um, did you know that there was something there? <laughs> really her body language. Um, when she responded to me, she smiled big. She kind of cocked her head to the side. Her eyes were wide and stuff. And she was, it was pretty obvious to me that she was interested. Okay. And um, that's kind of my element too. You know, it's just trade show business. We're all wearing suits and stuff. And I automatically get a lot more confident when I'm when you're in your, a suit. Like the well, bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Business, that's gotcha. funny. I was actually yeah. just thinking this as you guys were talking. Last night I saw a guy approach a girl at the gym. And we talk about this all the time, approaching women at the gym. And my thought was, wow, good for him. Um, my second thought was like, well, why not me, bitch? Uh, and my third thought right. just now was, you know what I realized is that her body language didn't look comfortable and she looked very businesslike in her positioning of her body. Like she looked very formal. She looked like... She was head nodding, arms folded, and you were just saying, you know, this was like a business setting. And so I feel like in a business setting, if someone, you can get them out of that zone and have them feel more like a casual encounter, not like in the sexual, you know, the sleeping way, but to get someone to go from business attire to more relaxed and comfortable is a really good sign. And then to get someone who, who's in like comfortable gym clothes to go into like a business pose is a really bad sign. It's a really bad sign. Yeah, exactly. Well, also... Yeah. The other one's a good sign. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. Well, so what happened with the interaction that you saw? Do you know if it was a successful one? I couldn't hear anything. They were pretty far away. Um, but I wasn't surprised that he approached her because I was watching her from the treadmill because it's a small gym and she had a good body and looked very in shape. And she was doing like very advanced type of exercises and she, it was pretty and blonde. And so it was like, okay, she's going to be approached. Um, but, and they were together for a while talking, but then once they were done talking, it was like, they were done. You know, she was on the other side of the gym. He was on the other side of the gym and I have no idea where it actually went. It did look a little awkward, but I was proud of him for, for doing it. Cause especially in a small gym like that, where everyone can watch. You know, it's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. I agree. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I was going to say, approaching women in gyms is uh, a little tricky. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. And um, last night I was, because being at the gym, I was trying to think, well, if I had to approach a guy, what would I say? And so I, you know, I go, oh my God, it is actually really hard. It's very nerve-wracking and it's very unnatural to just walk up to somebody. But I was going through in my mind what I would actually do or say. And so on the wall, there's a sign that says stronger than yesterday. And so I thought that's, that would be my go-to. Like I would point up at the sign and be like, I don't know about that or something or joke about that phrase. But I just, basically I'm saying this to say, I have empathy for dudes who want to approach girls in the gym because it is hard and scary, but worth it perhaps. 
I always just comment on how uh, how I see them in the gym every day and how much progress they're making, how great they look, and that seems to be pretty. You used to be fat, easy. right? You look so good now. That's the go-to line. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was definitely I was I was a fat boy. Now I'm not, but um, I see a lot of women in the gym who are trying to, you know, trying to lose weight, trying to get fit, and over a period of weeks, months, whatever. I, I see the changes, so I just comment on them, and it's it's very natural because I'm because of what I do and where I'm at. That it seems. It's Marnie, even though he has a good intent yeah. doing that, is there is that a little negging like because you're pointing out that she maybe didn't look as good before? You know what? Because of his voice, and I can tell how he carries himself. Um, I, I I wouldn't think so. Because I know I can tell that you would actually say that in a really great way that wouldn't come across that way. And if you you saw that there was a flinch that she made, I think you would be able to bounce back from that really fast. I think there are some men who would make a comment where it could come off a little negative and wouldn't get the reaction that they were hoping for. But I think like how Jeremy sort of just delivered it even to us, it's very sincere. I, I actually don't see it as being a negative. But I, I would like to talk to Jeremy about being someone who was heavier and transitioning into this space. Cause I know that a lot of guys that I work with, you know, they may have looked a certain way um, and they've worked on themselves to improve their body, improve their mindset, improve their game, but they still sort of have that heavy boy mentality and those similar belief systems about themselves. How, how did you, how did you shake that? Or how did you transition so well? I think I transitioned well because I just I, I just getting into the bodybuilding community and working hard and meeting lots of people. I started meeting a lot of people that were in that community. So I started just being friends with a lot of, you know, bikini girls and figure models and stuff like that because they're all competing as well. And we're going to the same competitions and after a while, I had people coming up to me and saying, hey, wow, you look, you know, you look amazing. You're awesome. And I have people asking me for advice on how to, how to work out, how to get bigger. And oh I, I, get, I get a lot more of that now than I used to because I've, I've really worked at it for the past three or four years. But um, it, was a, it was a gradual process. And um, I think initially after the first few, what I would call like, you know, like, girls that were like in that nine to 10 category for looks like approached me I was like oh wow like I don't you know I didn't even know what to do with that because I, I wasn't used to that but um yeah it was just kind of a gradual process as I I talked to more more women and more guys um about that kind of stuff and kind of what my process was in my transition my confidence grew over time. It definitely wasn't like overnight. It's like as your muscles grow, your confidence okay. will too, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, I got thinner. So my face went from being fat and chubby to... But there's a lot you know, of people who that happens for them, but they still think in their mind or they haven't really worked on their inner selves. So they still think like, okay, fine, my outside is fine, but they still don't feel like that yeah, attractive outside. So you're saying that getting like a, a lot of confirmation from other people was helpful to have you realize that you were what? That you were attractive and that you were worthy of this attention? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And I mean, even even recently, like just, uh, just like last week, I met this girl and 
she's she's a figure competitor and she's she's super super attractive and she actually sought me out online and i was like oh hey cool what's you know like i've i've seen you on here quite a bit and she's like after we met she's like wow you were like super super hot and super sexy and stuff and i was like wow okay that's like super confidence building when when a girl that looks like that is like telling you that you know so it was just more of that over time as it got more comfortable but i i don't know how some people can kind of like even get get fit get attractive but they still have that old mindset i think it's that's got to be something that's a, a lot deeper rooted than i guess where i was definitely definitely for sure Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up the show. But Jeremy, you've been a wonderful guest. Your your voice is fading a little bit, so I'm going to give you a break. But thank you so much for coming on the show, even when you were sick and sharing your information. You're wonderful. I, I know you don't have anything to promote, but thanks for being a brother that we're yeah, helping out for the show. For sure. Yeah, the, the banter program that Kristen created is up and live. So go to winggirlmethod.com com slash banter k and you can get your copy right now and i think can i read a message i just got on instagram about it yeah okay cool it's from this guy tobias he said hey Kristen, just want to let you know your guide is amazing i separated from my wife last year and found the ask woman podcast shortly after i'd just like you to know that because of you and marnie's excellent and highly entertaining podcast you've inspired me to start the work i need to regain my confidence and self-esteem I'm learning a lot and I'm excited to see where my journey will lead me. Forever grateful to you and Marnie for the work you do. Amazing. Oh my, I like that. We should have put that <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Just have a whole episode of all the nice things that people say Obviously. to us. It's the only reason we do it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we want to feel, sp- what, was, what was it, how you said that they're thinking of us? What was the uh, phrase we've that you We've inspired him to start said? the work he needs again. And he- no, 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 what you said in oh. the beginning half of the show of like for guys when they're away oh, and we want to um, know. We don't, oh God, what was it? Afterthought. We want to be an afterthought. That's what it was. We want to be a beforethought mm-hmm. constantly. Kristen and I want to be beforethought. Before, after, anyway, if you want to get your copy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All the time. Just compliment us all the time. If you want to get a copy of uh, the banter guide, simple name, very easy, uh, go to winggirlmethod.com slash banter K and get your copy. And if you want to write in questions for uh, us to overanalyze on the air, send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And I also put them on YouTube the next day. Uh, and you can go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris and you will see them live on there and you can consume them however you would like. Wait, wait, wait. No, you no, guys no, are no, awesome. No. We'll see you next. Oh, <laughs> I just want to say up. if anyone else wants to send me nice messages on Instagram, I will take it. Find me at Chris Karn. I'm serious. Like if I get a message like that, my whole day is made and I'm, I'm, it's almost like my antidepressant for the day. It might only last a couple hours, but at least it's something for I can get four of them. That's the whole day. Right, exactly. So I don't need men. Yeah, space them out. Space them out, people. Right. So maybe contact everyone else who listens to this podcast and let them know you'll contact me today so that they can contact me tomorrow. But you right, can- exactly. <laughs> you should form a group, a support group for Kristen, and you can just yes. send out messages. Yes. Wonderful. Yes, I think that's Karn. a great plan. Yeah, K-R-I-S-C-A-R-N. <laughs> All right. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 